Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on I Work For Him, it's our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith and work. And today, we bring a female perspective to the studio. No, it's not my wife, Martha. That's Tuesdays. And she's out of town this week at a booksellers convention in Orlando, so there's no Martha show this week. we got a special guest tomorrow. It's just a Jim Brangenberg only Tuesday. But today, we have with us Valerie Bogle. That's right, the famous photographer right here in Tampa Bay, Valerie Bogle. We're talking about today how she uses photography and how God uses photography in her life as a ministry and as her eyes are being opened up to that is the ministry to which she has been called. Valerie, I'd like to welcome you to the I Work For Him program. Hi, thank you for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun today. Valerie's not done a lot of radio, so she thought this was going to be this horrible experience. And I, I keep telling her it's not going to be so bad. But you, I've looked on your website. You take pictures of, and not pictures. I mean, really, you do photography. Photography is an art. Pictures are just something that anybody can do. And I found this verse of scripture I thought really fit what you do. Mm-hmm. Psalm 139, 13 through 15. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths 
of the earth. God created you, Valerie, with a very special set of gifts. And those artistic gifts, and I will tell you that being a person that didn't get any of them, it is a true, it is a true gift. And so I'm excited today for people to just to hear how God is using your gift for his glory. And, and I really, that's what I want the focus of the show to be on today. So just start, start off with just how is Christ making a difference in your life today? Well, first, let me start by saying the Fearfully and Wonderfully Made is actually something I was going to have place, um, on, like printed on the vinyl letters on my wall. So that is, I'm very familiar with that verse. Um, so as far as uh, how Christ is making a difference, I think um, as far as decision making, no matter any decisions I have to make, um, no matter what I'm faced with, I, I know I can approach it with peace and confidence that I'm going to do the right thing because I have the Lord to, to go to and his word to guide to guide me and things that I need to do. So it's well, and you, and you don't just have to do it alone because you, you've got a husband as well that, right. that God speaks through. What's your husband's first name? Shannon. Shannon. So you want to say hi to him just in case he's listening? Hey, Shannon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't just say that normal. She had to do that. <laughs> Shannon and Valerie yeah, had this so. thing going. That's good. Seven years, you said. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. So. So when you've got these decisions to make at, uh, regarding the business or regarding other parts of life, how do you and Shannon come along to make those decisions? Does he get involved at all in helping you make business decisions? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely a good sounding board, and um, we'll pray about things together, and he'll pray on my behalf. And so, yeah, he's, we definitely approach it together. So how did you come to be a Christ follower? You told me before the show that you grew up in the Panhandle. You were born in the Panhandle of Florida. So you've been a Florida native all your life. But we all know that the Florida Panhandle is really a different culture than here in Central Florida. It's, right. this, it's the South. It's also really pretty up there. Not that it's not pretty here, but it's less packed full of people up there. And the beaches are stark white and the water's deep blue and there's pine trees. Which I, I love. I just love the smell. What? I've, I've been up there twice. I just absolutely thought it was fantastic. Uh, although I know in the wintertime it still gets chilly up there, which I'm jealous of, but my wife would not like. How did you How did you come to know Christ? Um, well, actually, I was about 13 years old, and I was invited to what was like they called a youth ranch. And it was a, like a teen night that someone hosted at their house in South Tampa when I lived over there. And to be honest, I don't even remember who invited me, but I went and I would go every Thursday night. A bus would come through the neighborhood, pick us up. And it was kind of just a time for all the kids, you know, in the neighborhood or wherever they came from to come together and play and play basketball and run around. And then they would um, share a message and do some singing. And um, it was at that time that I was hearing the gospel message and you know they asked you if you if you want to invite Christ into your heart to to pray a prayer and I did that and um was so excited about it that I went home and told everyone I knew you know I started just sharing it with everyone I knew because I felt like I'd obviously made the right decision um so that was kind of the initial point but I I never really got plugged in so it took a, a long time many years before I actually gave my life to the Lord to, to live for him. To start walking with him. Yeah. At what point in your life did you realize you had a gift for photography? Because it's, again, you know, we, we grew up in a time, you're a little younger than I, but we grew up in a time where, you know, anybody could have a camera. We, I had a 110 camera, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they took absolutely horrible pictures. You know, we all had cameras, but very few people could take the actual do photography. When did you realize you had a gift and an eye for photography? For photography. Gosh, I don't know. I, I have always enjoyed taking pictures, 
my brother was also a, for, a photographer, hobby photographer for a while, and then he got into photography. And when I started really showing the interest of it, uh, I would go to him and he would kind of give me pointers about composition and that sort of thing. And it all made complete sense. And of course, with my background in design, all that goes hand in hand. So um, I've kind of been the one in the family that on vacations, I'm always the one with the camera and was always taking pictures of friends and their families and that kind of stuff. So it's been since I was a child and kind of had just grown ever since. But when did you get your first real camera? I mean, your oh. first Canon or your first Nikon or, the, you know, first camera that would take really good pictures? Yeah, no, not until um, about three, three and a half years ago when I started photography. Cause really? I, yeah, I had a, a Sony point and shoot for years that I loved and that's all I shot with until um, I was working at the ad agency where I was for many years and um, there was a Canon, they had a Canon 5D Mark one, I believe at the time. And you photography people out there know exactly <laughs> what she's talking about. And so I had to learn it for shooting, you know, products and different things that we would use that we wouldn't hire a photographer for um, in-house. So I kind of, which is why I went the Canon direction, because I actually um, learned on that. So I got my first professional photographer, the Mark II, when I got laid off from the ad agency and decided it was time to make a transition into photography. So you've you've had a lot of extensive background in advertising and design. Did you go to school for that here in Florida? I went to what was once called Tampa College, and at the time it was just a commercial art um, class, and, uh, and it was like a two year course. And what's it called now? You know, now it's a four year course, and I can't even I can't even remember the name. It's like something. It's a it has a university name, but I don't know what it is to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. Not a faithful <laughs> alumni of her former college. Uh, yeah, no, it's more of a trade school. It's kind of not the same, well, no, same way to look at but, it. But that's a, people say that, but you know... Well, there no. wasn't the same camaraderie and the things that you do in that activity, so you really only saw people in class. Sure, you know? but you learned a lot of really cool stuff. Oh, yeah. No, so, I learned a ton. So you've got this background in advertising and design, and you've had this passion for photography. How how has it been used in your life? I mean, uh, you, you said you really haven't been walking with the Lord since uh, until you were 30, and then you started really you know walking with the Lord. But in those years leading up to that, how did God use that in your life to help provide for you? Because a lot of times, those gifts, even if we're using it for ourselves, because they're natural gifts, they, they, they are used to help provide for us. How did God use that in your life? The design and... Yeah, the advertising design. Uh, well, I worked in that industry for years. I got a job um, out of college for... Um, doing like some basic layouts for a company called Stuff It that used to be around that was bought out by Valpac. They did the mailer coupons, and I took a um, a, min, a midnight like what's it called grave shift graveyard shift yeah yep. graveyard shift. And um, at the time, this will date myself, but at the time I got out of school, they weren't using computers yet for design stuff. And then so I couldn't get a job because people started using them. Is that whole catch twenty two thing? So I took the graveyard shift job just so I could learn the computer. So it was kind of like a hands-on training. And so I was there for a few months and then um, moved into actually to Valpac in their creative department and did a lot of stuff for their internal department. And then I got into the advertising world. So it's provided everything for me because it's been my source of income. And yeah. That's fantastic. Years. Yeah. So you move on to, you now have Valerie Bogle Photography. Yes. How did God lead you to starting your own business? 
Well, because I, because here's what I'm just yeah, making yeah. an observation. Yeah. Okay, as you said, and I've seen it. I've got a son. I didn't. This is something I kept from you secretly. <laughs> I have a son who's a, fo- a photojournalist. Uh-huh. I have a, uh-huh. and he's been behind the lens forever. And he likes. He would much per- more prefer to be uh, the behind the scenes person than up front. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I knew that. Uh, and so you know what I have seen that photographers use the camera in front of them to keep from having to be in front of people. They just use it as yes. that. That's it's like their uh, force field. Yes, it keeps people away. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, and I've seen you like that. You work the Christian Chamber Room like that. You're always taking pictures, and you, and you do that. And it's it, you're almost uh, stealthy in how you do it. It's like you have a force field. You can move around people. <laughs> you you got into this business because you're passionate about mm-hmm. photography. Mm-hmm. How what, what led you to making the decision? Okay, I'm going to actually start my own business. Well, I was the ad agency I keep referencing. I was there um, for about five years the first time as a designer and art director. And part of my job there was art directing photo shoots and like for big clients like Royal Caribbean and Publix. And then when I I left there the first time to open my own design business. So I was on my own already with with my own business doing design Um, for about 10 years, kind of about when the economy kind of took a turn and my clients weren't doing as much work. And over those 10 years, I would still get calls to freelance for the agency I worked for. And then they had won the Marriott business and um, asked me to come lead that for all the branding projects that they had to do. So I did that for a couple years, like basically full-time freelance when then they asked me to come back on board. So I did that. We did all the branding for all those different things. So within that, I would have to concept and um, concept what the shots would be for their clients. We would build photo libraries for all the different brands, you know, like Renaissance and Fairfield and all those, and um, for all of their different properties to access the, the photos. So I would have to come up with the ideas of what the shots were going to be, figure out where they're going to be shot. We would pick a location and then um, hire the talent and then be on on location for the shoot itself where I would then art direct the 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 photographer so I was always involved in it and then along the way early on I got involved in modeling so I was on the other side of the camera so it all just kind of worked together so up until I started the photography business I I was really kind of ready to be back on my own and my husband I used to carpool because we both worked in Tampa and kind of at the point where for a few months I was we were praying like every morning how much longer do I have to work you know can I can start my own thing and you know, he would say, just be patient, just be patient. And um, one morning we prayed about the next, you know, went in that day. And then I got laid off because we really, the I was kind of finished with my main project of things. And um, I said, well, there's the answer to that prayer. And went home and I said, you know, I think now is probably a good time for me to make the, the turn into photography. So it took a lot of faith, though, to do that. Yeah. It, you know, I think when you've had your own business before and God provided the whole time you just don't know when you know where it's going to come from and it comes i had that experience already which helped and of course i had a very supportive have a very supportive husband well and talk about that you met your husband mm-hmm. on the internet we did uh, what was the name of the website it was uh christiancafe.com christian cafe now that is one uh that i had not heard of before and so christian cafe not that i'm looking but i, uh-huh. I martha and i deal with a lot of couples and christiancafe.org mm-hmm. 
Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Our book highlight segment is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. The book, Get Over It by Mary Welshel. Unrealistic expectations, hurt feelings, false guilt. As we go about our daily lives, we are so often mired down in all kinds of joy-robbing thought patterns and unhealthy habits. But grounded in God's word, we can move on, set free from these burdens. More than 25 years of ministry, author Mary Welshel has developed insightful wisdom for leading women to experience the true freedom of following Christ. You got to get a copy of this book and you can only get it right here on the I Work For Him program. 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. And you can have this book by Mary Welshel called Get Over It. Call it a studio line now because you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, call right now into the studio line, 855-265-2929, and get a copy of this book by Mary Welshel. Get over it. It's a great book for ladies. Husbands, if you want to get your wife a book for her upcoming birthday, or maybe she, this is a book she could read over the summer. I went on a road trip at Hurt Feelings, Wrong Attitudes, Comparing Yourself to Others, Guilt, Afraid to Trust God, Letting Go, and Moving On with God. A great book by Mary Welshel. Call right now, 855-265-2929. Valerie, if nobody calls in, every day I give away something on the show. Not every not every day do people call in. I give away something free. The phones are not lined up. Ivan is sitting there waiting to answer the calls. Oh, Ivan, is it time? I have to go to the break? All right. You got away with it, Valerie. You don't have to say anything this this section. Oh, wow. Today we're talking with Valerie Bogle from Valerie Bogle Photography. Found online at ValerieBoglePhotography.com. <laughs> No, no, just ValerieBogle.com. Sorry. I got to write that down. I just wrote it down. Okay. All right. So, Valerie, right before the break, I was going to ask you this question. All right. It says on your website, I love Jesus, my hubby, and our Vizsla Mix Skylar. Oh, and pretty much all creative things. All things creative. How does that open up conversations about your faith in your workplace? Uh, well, quite honestly, I haven't had anyone even mention it, so maybe you're the only one looking at my website. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. Okay, so would you put it out there? Why'd no, you put it? Why'd you put it out there? Well, I just think it's important. It's of the most important things to me, and um, it's an about me page. So that's about me. So what is a Vizsla? It's actually a Vizsla, and it's a Vizsla. Sorry, I'm a, not a dog yeah, person. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's a Hungarian hunting dog, and. Um, I liken them to the Weimariner. They're, they're kind of like that uh, body style, body style, like a car, body type, and um, except for they're red. And he's probably mixed with either a pit bull or something along those lines because he's definitely a little stockier than, than the Vichlip purebred. And I just never had even heard of that yeah. dog. That's why I had to ask. Okay, so <laughs> you, you married your husband uh, seven years ago, and you if you started this business. How many years ago did you start the business? Uh, about three and a half. Three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So you guys were having these conversations, go back and forth, and you got laid off from your job, and you said, okay, well, that probably is just... It's just time. The Lord's just saying it's time. Shannon, you said his name yes. was right. Uh-huh. Okay, so you and Shannon are praying about it. But it's one thing to say, okay, it's time. It's another thing to actually take the leap, jump off the bridge, and go, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go. How, was it hard or not? Well, it's always frightening, I think, to do something you've never done completely. I mean, I've certainly had my own business, but um, I guess on on one hand, I figured I could always fall back on my design experience and take design jobs if needed. Um, but, it, you know, I, I just felt like it was something that I could do with, with all the experience I had, with all I've done in the past. So, And then having him there to support me and encourage me, 
um, was just made it easier to do. Now, I just know because I've heard you share it several times that your focus with photography is to help women recognize the beauty that's already there Mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily recognize that they have. Right. Where did you get that passion and and what, what drives that? Gosh, I don't, you know, I don't know that I made a conscious decision. I think um, there's something about watching someone relax in front of the camera and actually feel like they're comfortable and, and able to be themselves. And then to see them kind of um, change, like from the time we do hair and makeup, they come in without hair and makeup. and um, They don't have hair when they get there? Well, they come in without their hair so done. You only take pictures of bald women. <laughs> yeah, we have hair on hand. Okay. Yeah. So um, they come in without their hair sorry, done. Sorry, I just had, I had it. Sorry, just, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had to go there. You distracted me. as my own fault. <laughs> and uh, so... So they come without their hair done. Yes. Without makeup without on. Makeup, so yes. almost... But it's not a, a glamour shot, though. You're... It is. I mean, it is in not the 80s style glamour. We're not doing boas and super big hair or anything, but... Um, I'd like to see you do big hair on me. Yeah, that we might need a wig. <laughs> Hey, speaking of wigs, we've got a copy of Mary Welshel's book, Get Over It, because that's what I did. I just had to decide to get over the fact that I don't have hair in my head. Mary Welshel wrote a great book. It is specifically designed for women. Nobody's called in to get this book yet. And if nobody calls in, then Valerie's going to get the book. But don't. But I want you to call (laughs) because I want to find out who's listening. This is why I give away things on the show so that I find out who's listening. Uh, Words of affirmation are my number one love language, Valerie. And so that's one way I find out. It it feeds me to know that people are listening. So if you're out there listening to Today, call and get this book for the woman in your life, or if you're the woman, then for you. 855-265-2929. And if you just want to call to say you're listening, and I'm specifically speaking to Ryan out there who made me say, for whom do you work? You know, call into the studio line. Let me know that you're listening. Okay, back to you, Valerie. Uh, it's, you've, where was I? I have no idea where. Oh, beauty. Hair, okay, hair. so beauty, beauty hair. <laughs> so women come in, they're not all done up. They just, you just tell them, bring them out, bring outfits, bring yourself, and let's, find out what's there yeah and i you know i will tell them to bring a lot of things i am available to actually go through the closet or go shopping with them if they wanted to do something like that just to you'll volunteer to go shopping with them well, so I you mean, can live I vicariously through them. them but yeah but yeah it's a it's, <laughs> how awesome is that it's you can get paid to go shopping with somebody <laughs> well i don't get to keep the stuff it's for them so. well, i understand yeah, yeah, but so yeah. shannon must love that because it gets it out of your system doesn't it to go shopping for somebody else yeah it is easier to spend other people's money absolutely <laughs> wow so yeah so they come in they bring a, a ton of different options and then I'll kind of go through it and help them select select the outfit for each shot. We usually do like three or four outfit changes, depending on you know how quickly things go and how comfortable they are. So this takes hours. Yeah, it's usually about a three hour deal, three three and a half hours. It's an hour in hair and makeup, so they're getting their hair and makeup done, and um, just that that process alone is they feel like a totally different person by the so time. So do you do that part? No, I have a hair and makeup artist that works so with So part me. of what they're paying for is they you actually have a stylist that mm-hmm. comes in and knows how to do yes, that stuff. Yes. Not that you couldn't do it, but that's what you Well, I can't legally. I mean, I can do their hair. I just can't apply makeup in Florida. You can't put chemicals on people's faces without a license? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's things that women know that guys don't know. Okay, so you do this, but you've got this passion. I mean, what's the reaction? And, and let me just let me just preface with, with saying we were talking off the air. The Valerie didn't recognize that she's in a full time ministry. That she didn't realize that helping people recognize this inner beauty, this photography that she does, she never really thought of it as a ministry. Well, I'm not really in a ministry, but you are in a ministry. Right, You're right. touching people's hearts, aren't you? 
I mean, yeah, aren't their souls yeah. getting re- refreshed and revived by doing this each and every day? Yeah, I guess I think sometimes I think in the literal sense of I need to be talking about the Lord as a ministry where I'm not always doing that. I'm definitely trying to help people see how beautiful they are and recognize that they are beautiful, even if they're not what, you know, society might say beauty is. Um, but, yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes we do talk about the Lord, but, it, you know, it's not all the time. So I think I, I tend to compartmentalize that thought of a ministry as that's what you do. All right, so we got to bust yeah. down your compartment. Yeah. First of all, you're not a man, so you're not allowed to compartmentalize. That's a man <laughs> task. Women are supposed to intertwine everything. So we just need we need a challenge to be bolder. But you said you do have some conversations with the Lord while you're talking with women on this, and you you got to bridge into it because you've got them for three hours. Right. You can find out everything about their lives in three hours. Oh yeah, we do. A- I absolutely, mean, we learn a lot about people. For yeah. Sure. The hair and makeup artist probably learns more than I have the opportunity to do because. So you're not in there when they're doing the hair and makeup. I I am, but I'm usually um, I draw out uh, like storyboards of what the shots are going to be so okay. I'm sometimes so moved a little bit of yeah kind of figuring out their their shots um, and then when I'm shooting I'm honestly for the most part do this do this do this do this move this you know I, I do posing guidance every step of the way so that they feel comfortable and don't have to worry about I, I need to know what to do because they don't. Do you have the so fan in the in a photography studio yeah, making their hair blow? And, yeah. Wow. So it's like a real modeling kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you know, you, you get women that come in. They're, they're kind of skeptical. Of course, they've had most of the time you're getting referrals in is why people are coming to try this, which is what we're hoping that you'll get from today's show. But that's not why. I really wanted you to hear Valerie's story. But So they're coming in. Their makeup is not on. Their hair is not done. They haven't decided on an outfit. And then you do these pictures. And because of digital photography, you can actually show them some drafts right away if they, if they want. Do you ever do that? I show them on the back of the camera. Yeah. And that's usually the first reactions are so much fun to see. Cause, oh, my gosh, that's me. I can't believe it. You know, I've had people like kind of tear up just from seeing. Well, that wrecks the next picture if they, they start to tear yeah. up. Uh, no, but I mean, they just are like overwhelmed that that's them. And so it really touches. Them. So yeah. describe that feeling then. What I mean, you're you, are you dealing with women who have a complex or they're just really struggling I with think, or they just don't see themselves as beautiful? What What is it that you're dealing I, with? I don't think any woman sees themselves as all that beautiful you know we tend to compare ourselves to you know supermodels and what we see on tv they're not real they use airbrushing on supermodels yeah but it i just think most people aren't especially women aren't overly confident about how they look we compare yourself even to the girl next to you you know it's not uncommon so then when they see that they're they can look like a supermodel also you know or just as beautiful it's I don't know. I think it's just kind of surprising sometimes, but they really enjoy it, so it's fun. So, okay, but you, you kind of backed off on that one. I, mean, I really want to talk about the impact that God is using you to impact ladies' souls, because that's really, I mean, it's you're touching people's lives. And then they have a picture or pictures or a whole book of pictures to go back and look at and go, wow, I could do this. I just need to learn how to put my makeup like that. And how did you get the curling iron and the flat iron to do that? I just didn't, you know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All these things, I have no idea. All I know is my wife bought this curling iron that is literally a threat to life. It goes to like 380, 380 degrees. She goes, stand back from my curling iron. It could kill you. That's a whole new deal. So the reaction, you said sometimes it brings them to tears. Talk to me about some of the words that people say as they, as they get it. As you deliver the product, what are they saying? What are their husbands saying? What are their families saying? Um, I think... It's like I do a reveal. Usually it's a couple of weeks after we do the shoot where they come in and I have a, a 
I'd put together a slideshow, like a little video of their images to kind of an introduction into the photos. And it's, you know, set to music and the whole deal. And um, <clears throat> a lot of times they aren't saying anything. You can just kind of see their expressions and, you know, um, that they're moved by, oh, my gosh, that's me. And um, so they'll, you know, they'll just, I can't believe it. I, you know, I had, I saw, shot someone recently who I met through the Women of the Word conference a while back. And she um, she was just, I couldn't believe it when we were shooting. She's like, I can't, you know, that's just beautiful. And she said, I want to be in your before and after book. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in that book. And so when we had her reveal um, a couple weeks ago or a week ago, she she was just, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you did su- you know you did such great work. It's so beautiful. And I really, she texted me afterwards and said, thank you for um, for your gift and continue to use your gift. God bless you. You made me so happy today. So, yeah, that's huge. It is huge. I mean, and and that's why we, you know, I was arguing with you off the air about the ministry that you're really involved in, yeah. because God is using your skills as a photographer, really, which is an art. I mean, anybody can take pictures. Well, just about anybody. Well, today the digital cameras make it so just about anybody. And no, taking pictures with your camera doesn't really count. Although my son said one time I took a good picture with my camera, but it is being a photographer is is understanding things that. The real world, you see things that the world doesn't see and you appreciate them and you pull them all into a picture. So it's, it's pretty incredible. Yes. So you're, so you're touching these lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to see because I, I have never had a professional photographer on the show, but each one of us has that opportunity to do ministry where we're at. Right. And, and your ministry, do you, do you do, is it mostly women that you do or do you sometimes do families or weddings or what? I don't really do weddings so much. I do, um, I will do some event stuff, you know, I corporate events and you know well, what you do for the christian yeah, chamber all the time kind of thing yeah exactly parties and whatever i might do um if i have the time my focus is really uh portraits and primarily women but i also will shoot um i like enjoy doing high school seniors which typically tend to be more girls than boys although i have done you know a couple of young men uh and models anyone that wants to model and get into modeling or update their modeling comps and that kind of stuff so it tends to be a little more um, art-directed, stylized, or glamour fashion style shoots. And then, of course, I do business headshots and corporate headshots. I had a question about this. So you do business headshots, corporate headshots. Why should somebody have a professional picture taken of them? Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, I... It seems obvious to you and to me, actually. But most people out there, have you been on LinkedIn to see the pictures people out there? That's what I was going to say. I tell tell people it's, you know, it's probably your first chance to make a good first impression in today's online world because everything is done first, usually, online. People are searching for you online, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, you know, on your website. And if your picture doesn't look professional, it says either one you're not a very professional person or you don't care enough about your business and then if you're not caring about your own business to make it look professional then are you going to really provide a professional service a lot of ladies out there on linkedin have salacious photos of themselves which presents absolutely the wrong image a lot of guys have pictures taken from their skype account staring into the camera looking like they're a zombie i mean you know take a picture we had martha and i had uh professional pictures taken for i work for him and they're really good well they made martha look amazing she already looks amazing made her look even more amazing but it made me look tolerable which was great (laughs) Uh, and i use it all the time yeah and but it is so important professional pictures are so for professional photography 
photographs, not just pictures, photographs. There's a difference. Everybody's got to have them. Valerie, I had a question for you because my father-in-law was a professional photographer. For, uh, yeah, another thing I kept from you. Me? So I know a lot about photography business. And, and when he was going to retire, he offered it to Martha and I. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no creativity at all. We probably should have taken it because the business has been a goldmine to the guy that bought it. But Martha wasn't passionate about it. And I have zip for skills, but I can be a business guy. Yeah, but it, anyway. So I understand the business, but I also understand that it pulls and tugs you you know, sometimes six or seven days a week. How do you keep your family life, your your married life in balance when you just need to take jobs when they can come? Because these business people that are using you, these business ladies, they can't do it during the day. You're having to do it weekends. I mean, how are you? What are you doing to intentionally keep your marriage a priority over your work? Did someone tell you I had balance? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we're talking about it on the air. Shannon, if you're yeah, listening, yeah. tune in right um, now. No, seriously, though, it's an ongoing challenge to, to balance things, for sure, when uh, you're your own boss and wearing all the hats, and um, you do have all these different things that you have to get done. I So it's not just Martha and I that struggle with that. You oh, struggle with that, too, all the different yeah, hats? Oh, yeah. And so uh, I kind of committed a while back, when I, you know, not long after I started, I'm not going to work Sundays. Um, occasionally I will if there's like no other way for someone I'll make an exception but it's as a general rule I don't work Sunday so I take Sunday off at least at a minimum um, usually I am working pretty much six days a week but if I can fit another day in there I do and um, okay but you didn't answer the question so so that's that's your work days but how yeah. do you make sure your husband feels like a priority in your life because he's supposed to be your relationship with him your number one ministry in the Lord is to your husband right, how do you right. keep as a as a Christian business working woman how do you keep him as a priority well he's I am home a good deal of time when I'm working so not that but I'm, he's not he's no, working no, no but when he's home okay usually by the time he's home I'm usually wrapping up and fixing dinner and then we'll spend the evening together for the most part um, there's always the exception, but um, we do spend the, the evenings together and, you know, at least the Sunday. And, uh, you know, I think we just we we pray about things together and we talk about a lot of things. So we make, you know, go on, go for a walk or a bike ride or something. So we make sure we spend time together. It's just. And do you it bring your camera with you when you're on a bike ride? Or no, no, I don't. I actually I try not to bring it in on a lot of things where I'm doing that's supposed to be more social, just so I don't get sucked into it. Although you know sometimes I can't help myself. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I I understand. I understand. What what feedback do you get from Shannon about your business? Do you guys ever have discussions about how the business is impacting your relationship? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we do. There, there was definitely times, probably not in the not too distant uh, past, that you know we were talking about. You've got to get this more in balance because you're working way too much, and it is. It can be all consuming. So it's just constantly make readjusting and trying to figure it out. But yeah. It's Good. That's what I wanted to hear because yeah. I mean it's it, that is a very typical struggle for entrepreneurs, oh, yeah. that, especially Christian entrepreneurs, because you understand your priorities: God first, spouse second, children if you have them, and then your work. But it's tough because when you're trying to grow a business, you just need a business, right? You just need to do the work. All right. So who's the perfect client for Valerie Bogle Photography? Well, obviously women. I I think it can be anyone that just, you know, would like to be pampered because it is a complete experience with the hair and makeup and the wardrobe changes and all that. Um, someone that's lost 
amount of weight that they might want to celebrate. Um, I've been shooting a lot lately women in their 40s and 50s, and I think it's because they're kind of at that point in their life where they are ready to celebrate themselves and are content with where they are and who they are and um, sometimes think, you know, it's not going to get much better from here out as far as, you know, their physical bodies and that sort of thing. So they want to do that. So women, for sure, of all ages, though, I, I really enjoy it. Anyone that wants to model, I can help them, you know, put together uh, photos that are going to beat what the talent agent is looking for and what the potential clients will be looking for and um, high school seniors, business people. So lots more. You can find out lots more about Valerie on her website, ValerieBogle.com. That's Valerie, B-O, B as in boy, O-G-L-E dot com. All right, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. And I just my challenge is out there. I need people to join the I Work For Him nation. I, I know there's people listening out there. I want you to, if you are in a workplace and you're willing to start praying for your coworkers and employees each and every day by name, go on to our website, IWorkForHim.com and click on Contact Us and say, hey, Jim, I want to I want to start praying for the people that I work with. I'm willing to pray for them by name. I want to join the I Work For Him Nation. I counted them over the weekend. I think we have 17 or 18 people that have emailed in so far, so it's very, very small. But I know we've got listeners out there. I know you're busy people, but take some time to let me know, hey, I'm willing to take that commitment. I really want to start praying about making an impact on my workplace. And as well, I'm looking for people that will start looking for ways to not only pray for people, but someday to pray with people. Go on to I Work For Him, click on Contact Us, and tell me you want to join I Work For Him. While you're on the website, look for the announcement right up on the top in a big maroon bar that says, hey, big changes coming on I Work For Him radio towards the end of July on the 20th of July. Also check out our I Work For Him Facebook page. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.